Hello and welcome to Creativize, Strategize, and Synergize, a podcast about the business side of being a creative. My name is Chris Scott. My name is Atish, and in this week's episode, Chris talks to Alex Hewn, owner and operator of a local dive shop. And we finally figure out what the heck a business plan is. Cool, man. Well, thanks for coming down. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. So my name is Alex Hewn. I'm actually a Tucson native and fell into this business of scuba diving. And so I have had a huge passion for the ocean ever since I was young. And I had the opportunity about five years ago to turn it into a um, a lifestyle, really, which ended up being a career as well. Nice. Um, so I get the opportunity to go to work every day and have a lot of fun with a lot of really fun people and travel to a lot of exotic destinations, uh, which I'm very fortunate to get to see a lot of the world um, doing what I do. And um, So you run yeah. a dive shop here in Tucson? In the desert. How yeah. long has it been up and running? Uh, almost 40 years, actually. Really? So it's it's definitely, there's a contingent here in Tucson that love to get out of Tucson and out of the heat. And they and, into the, the ocean. Yep. It's amazing. Cool, man. So today I thought we'd talk about this idea of business plans. Sounds perfect. Uh, what is a business plan? What the heck is a business plan? So theoretically, it's this document that you put together and, you know, a lot of the time banks are involved or trying to get funding or you're trying to get some people to buy into your idea. So you're trying to write your idea down to convey why it's important. Okay. Um, that would be the essence of it is the easiest way. And I've, you've heard of all these fun stories like Southwest Airlines started on a napkin. So their business plan and the model started right there on you know, a bar napkin. Okay. And eventually they had to flush it out a little bit more um, once they went into business. And that's what the plan is. That's what the plan is. All right. So I don't know. I've always thought of business plans as like this daunting document filled with magical numbers that appear out of nowhere <laughs> that everybody seems to know, but I don't know where they come from. And they mean things to other people that I don't understand. Very interesting that you say that. And I 100% agree. Um, so there are several components to the in you're going to hear me talk about the idea of a business plan because all too often you create a business plan in the very beginning and then you get your business started and that plan goes in a drawer somewhere to be seen another day. Um, And so realistically what you want is you want something that's kind of a little bit more of a living, breathing plan or strategy that you can constantly come back to and consult and see how accurate those numbers were later down the line. Okay. Um, the actual finance and the forecasts of it all, um, is a little bit objective in some regard. Uh, it needs to obviously look realistic enough, but essentially if you're selling a widget for a dollar and you you know want to make a million dollars, then you got to sell a million, a million widgets. Right. Um, and you need to kind of draw out what that is. And, you know, part of the plan is describing how many people in the world want widgets or want whatever you're trying to sell. Okay. Uh, okay. How do you find those people? Yeah, no, it's an interesting question. So, um, I'm going to attribute a little bit of this here to actually my experience there in startup Tucson. Um, and what their, what the whole idea was is they took business and they applied it to the scientific, um, theory, if you will, and you come up with a hypothesis. So I want to start a business that does X and then draw out on a single sheet of paper what that might look like. Mm-hmm. You know, who would be the customers? Who would be those early adopters for my business? Um, what actually is the problem I'm solving? Or am I solving a problem? Maybe uh-huh. I'm creating joy. Or I mean, in my case, it's not a problem. It's The problem is people want to have fun. And so we have this really exciting kind of adventurous business to go behind it. Um, and then you figure out how you're going to get those, you know, what are the current options? Mm-hmm. Maybe there are none. You know, if you want to go scuba diving, maybe you can go snorkeling, maybe you can go swimming, maybe you can go to an aquarium. Those are some of the things that get you in touch with the ocean, for instance. Okay. Um, but then there, the whole thing here is figure out really quickly, go interview people and just don't tell them what your idea is, but just ask them questions about the concept. Just random, rando strangers at the mall. Kind of standing yeah. in line. I mean, at the maybe you can Julius. stand in a little bit of a better spot for what you're trying to do. Okay. Um, but if you're trying to sell to the general public, maybe it could be the mall. Um, for me, like maybe standing outside of an REI or a summit hut or something and asking some people, you know, what do you do for fun? What do you like about adventure? What are the reasons why, you know, you, and they'll start to tell you and then you just continue down the whole uh-huh. rabbit hole, if you will. 
and they'll say, oh, I love adventure. I love exploring new places. And, you know, maybe then they go off onto hiking or camping or backpacking or something like that if you're standing in the REI. But maybe they say, oh, I, you know, love the water. So I'm always, you know, looking for that. And, okay, well, why and where do you want to go and what are your things? And then they just keep telling you more and more and more. And if that doesn't exist or that's your idea, then you're on to something. Okay. So it takes a little bit of footwork. A little bit of footwork. To go find yeah. your an audience per se. Exactly. And you're trying to go to places where the people you think would appreciate your problem that you're solving, your product that you're selling. That's right. Hangs out. Exactly. Essentially. That makes sense. Um, and you can ask anybody you want. I mean, it's the fun part about it is um, just go out there, spend a weekend, essentially driving around Tucson, driving around whatever city you're in and start talking to people that you think might be your customer or talking to anybody for that matter. Uh-huh. Cause they'll give you a bunch of information. Um, they'll give you all sorts of information that you might not even have thought about or you assumed, okay. you assumed that this was a problem and that people are going to want this. And then maybe they will tell you that, yeah, this kind of sucks, but ultimately this is really what I would pay to fix. Okay. So that kind of, uh, it's kind of like testing the waters with your idea. A hundred percent that you have. And you might find out really quickly that your idea is not exactly what people in the marketplace want. And so then you can change your idea a little bit. Mm -hmm. The perfect concept of this one page business plan at first is it's one page. So go out there and see if it works. And then if it doesn't in a weekend, throw it away and start a new one or change it and erase some things and try some different things and then go back out there and try it again. Okay. And eventually you'll get something that really works and then putting together the who and the what and the, the financial piece of it starts to come into a document really easily. Okay. So we go out, we do our footwork, we go talk to strangers. Yep. We get there some feedback, right? And we find out our idea is a pretty good idea good. or it's fine. Yeah. Uh, or we tweak it a little bit. Good. So where it's pretty good. Th- uh, then what? Yep. So then, um, then comes the legwork. So you can do a couple other things too. If you wanted to further test your model, Okay. you can start to f- play with prices. You can start to play with, um, verbiage or ideas, or maybe you're in the ballpark, but you're not a hundred percent sure. Uh, which direction to go. You can do experiments, basically A, B testing. Do you want A or B and let people choose? Okay. Uh, so a lot of people do it now with Facebook and social media. It's super, um, super easy to kind of send some stuff out there and get some feedback pretty quickly. Right, right. Um, but you can also just go again, spend a day or a weekend walking around asking people with you know, physical pieces of paper or something. and um, Or you can you know throw together an idea for a few hours of your time and then go test it. Will people like it? What price will they pay? Uh And then that's when you start to answer those questions, that's when the business plan starts to take fold. And, um, I never thought that that would be a part of it. For some reason I thought it was just, yep. Write the plan and then it will come and then magic happens. Yeah. And there's a lot of value in a plan, especially from, you know, like a, an institution or a lender or a bank's perspective, or if you need to sell this to, you know, usually you, you, you're stuck talking to your family and friends first. Mm-hmm. They're always the most supportive. They might always support some of your crazy ideas, but you're trying to pitch it to them. And um, I find that when I first was writing my business plan, I was talking about it all the time. But then I would sit down in front of the Word document and just like stare at a blank page. And right. Like, what am I doing? And then um, I started recording the conversations that I was having. And those were exactly the ideas. It was, this is the, the concept of where my idea was Uh was a scoop store in the desert, you know, can succeed so well doing these different little things. And I wrote those down and I talked about, you know, these were some of the experiments I did. These were some of the people I talked to. These were the outcomes and this is what I'm going to do in terms of business to make some money and hopefully give you your money back someday. Yeah. No, I I felt that dread of facing a blank page. (laughs) Yeah. Like when I'm trying to like write a short or a movie or something, it's always, how do you start? Right. You know um, where you want to go, but it's just like, how do you get there? Trying to figure out all the little pieces along the way. Exactly. Um, and for me, I usually start with the numbers side of things. That's just how my brain works a little bit better. So I'll sit there and I'll just, um, and I go back to pen and paper a lot. Um, writing things out on pen and paper or a whiteboard is probably the best thing you can do. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't have one, just go to Home Depot. They yeah. sell like Sheets for five bucks or yeah. whatever for a sheet and yeah, don't scribble buy that. out whatever you can. Yeah, don't buy that framed $45 thing at Office Max. Oh, there's no reason to no. whatsoever. Buy the $3 thing at Home Depot. Yeah, and you can buy 12 of them and have a whole room if you want. But, exactly. Um, I mean, for a lot of it, it starts just that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you have some notes down, it's just like an outline. You can start to fill it in. Okay. So we've done some experiments. We've went out and talked to the public. We talked to people, mm-hmm. which is hard sometimes. It is. Yeah. But then we got some information. Good. We took that information. We decided to test it with, uh, what do you feel about this type of thing? This or this? 100%. Or would you pay this much for this type of question? Right. And that's kind of a general, probably a Facebook blast. It maybe, can be. Maybe going out with a sheet of paper to yep. Safeway or something. Exactly. Yeah, it could go either way. And what you're really trying to figure out at that point is, you know, what is my product? Because mm-hmm. that's the first part of the business plan. Or what is my business, I guess? So I always like to, you know, I watch Shark Tank all the time. And it's really funny to differentiate the products from the businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not always that a single product makes an entire business. Um, so differentiating that for sure right off the bat. But, you know, you've got this business. You have people that are willing to pay something that you just experimented with, say a mm-hmm. dollar or a hundred dollars based on my experiment. So that means I need to get, I don't know, 10 people and then this is successful for me or I need to get 10,000 people and this is success. How, how would you define something being successful? It's a line in the sand that you need to draw. So it's something that you would define yourself. Yeah, so you need to know, I mean, if you want to... I don't make a bunch of money or you want to have a impact. I mean, so for me in my business, I am constantly looking for ways to impact the population and open their eyes to the oceans. Okay. Um, so there's an end goal for me that if I can teach enough people about the oceans and they can share it with some people, then as a whole, we'll know more about it and we can protect it. And so that's kind of a, that in itself would be success. If we can start to, save our oceans, then I would start to consider that as a success. Or even in, in our region, if we can get people to be aware of things like recycling and things like that, that Mm -hmm. ultimately would help. Um, there's a financial piece too. I want to make X amount of money and then you work backwards. So if you need to make, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a year and that's what you want your salary to be and your business needs to generate that, then you need to figure out how many customers do I need in a given year to make that happen? Uh Uh-huh. Um, and are, does that number of customers exist in my area or can I reach that number of people? Okay. It doesn't have to be very location specific anymore with, with the internet, you can start e-commerce stores and essentially have people from all over. Right. But you still need to have a somewhat, somewhat defined audience of people. You do. And so you're not just spraying everybody. 100%. And try not to be too broad at first. I find it's really, um, invigorating to see the really niche businesses start up. Um, you know, there was a business that I saw that basically did dog mugs. It was like coffee mugs with all sorts of different dogs on it and sayings and, but it was very specific. Right. And you could get your exact breed of dog on this mug, but, and they started to expand a little bit, but not much. And they weren't trying to be everything to everybody. They didn't have cats. They had dogs Just on dogs. mugs. That's pretty clever. Um, and I, people were buying it. I believe and, it. I totally believe that. People get crazy about their dogs. Exactly. Um, so, I don't have a dog, but I'm sure if I would, I'd buy a mug that looks like my dog. You would have probably so, even a picture of the actual dog on the mug yeah, at some point. Saying something sassy. <laughs> Like, I don't know. What do dogs say? Anyway, we'll move on. I don't know either. (laughs) Okay. So we have our audience defined. We have our experiments done and we kind of start gathering some number information. And so this number information is what we use to reverse engineer a plan or a strategy. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you need to know enough number information to be able to figure out how big this can get. Um, and when you're talking about really big companies, then they're looking for really big adoption at some point in time. I mean, mm-hmm. they want you know 
most of the, say, if you're selling to a business, they want most of the Fortune 500 companies to adopt their technology. Okay. Um, and so they're looking for a growth trajectory. It looks like a little hockey stick. You start off slow and all of a sudden it, it goes really quick. Okay. Um, but that's that line in the sand for success. So, you know, if I just want a business that's pretty fun to be around and healthy and pays me a decent wage, but I don't need to make too much. And, mm-hmm. but I still want to have time to go, you know, walk my dog or hang out with my kids or whatever that is. Then, um, you draw out whatever that success is. Okay. Or if you need to give your, you know, your mom or your dad or your brother, or your sister, or your aunts and uncles their money back, then maybe that's at some point success. Mm-hmm. Um, and then work backwards from there. Um, and even the public library uh, pays for a number of resources and has access to a number of resources too. And so you can get on and you can figure out, you know, what does the industry look like? Okay. So if I, you know, want to make, you know, I don't know if I, for me it's the outdoor industry or it's aquatics um, and stuff like that. And so I need to find out how big that is. Mm-hmm. If my business, in order for me to succeed, it requires the market to be bigger than it actually is, then that's going to be tough. Right. And those are just simple searches. It kind of looks like a Wikipedia for industry information, essentially. But it's at the library. can be at the library. can be at the some of the colleges um, have access to the information. Um, you can pay for it and pay for the reports, but they're rather pricey. So Okay. But this is um, – what, what, what are these reports called? Are they – they are, there's all sorts of different names to them. Um, but basically they're market research companies. Okay. And you can go online and search as much as you can and you can find a bunch of free ones too. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be, you know, things that cost you. I do find that the library, if you go sit there on their computers for a little while, you can get quite a bit of information though. Okay. So another situation where you have to get out of the house. Unfortunately, in order talk to start to a strangers. business, you guys talk to strangers and get out of the house every once in a while. So next to that homeless guy that has a million unread emails somehow. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're at the library. So we're gathering this market information to see what's out there to see, to, to like to figure out who your competition is or what your competition is doing. Yes. And yes. Okay. It's one to see how big the market is. Okay. Is it a billion dollar market or a billion dollar industry? And if it is, then that's great. The bigger that number, the better off you are. Uh-huh. Um, you know, in the case of travel, I'm looking in the hundreds of billions of dollars, and which makes my life easier because success for me is like point zero zero zero, you know, one percent of that number, which yeah. is great. I, that's maybe achievable. Uh-huh. Um, to say that you're going to go out there and get ten percent of anything is pretty crazy, um, especially right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, even the big companies don't do that. But so that's what I want to know. I want to know how big is this thing? Is it even possible for me to compete? And then absolutely, I mean, look up immediate thing, just do a Google search on whatever your idea is and see if it exists and see if there are any competitors. Um, And if there are, can you compete against them? Is your idea different enough or can you make it different enough or better or Mm -hmm. something like that? Um, You know, you'll find there's a lot of things out there do exist already. But maybe, you know, maybe you have an, an advantage or you have so much extra expertise in this arena that you could do a really good job. Or you have a different point of view than 100%. someone else, you know, don't let, don't let that stop you. Yeah. No, I, I don't feel, at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, think about Lyft. I mean, they, are, mm-hmm. they entered the market or anybody, knowing that Uber was there exactly. and yet they're still doing really well. Yeah. Um, or anybody for that matter. Or anybody just, wanting to open a, like a coffee shop. There's yep. a million coffee shops. There's but, a million coffee shops, but everybody has their own little culture and it's fun to go in and see. And Exactly. Yeah. All right. So are we actually writing a plan yet or are we just still? So we're pretty darn close at this point in time. We have all of our outline. We essentially know that we know what our market is. We know what our product is or our business, what we want to how we're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, we know the who, which is us. So hopefully there's a little bit of expertise or there's a little bit of something that we can add to the table as being important. Um, theoretically, we know the, um, so we've got the what, we've got the who. We have a bit of the how. Um, we now know how what we might charge for it, mm-hmm. uh, what the idea is. Um, in the initial idea, you pre- probably think about how you're going to sell it. Is it going to be online? Is it going to be, do I have to, 
pay rent and go get a store. Right. You know, thought those things through. Uh, yeah, like production or exactly yeah. s- stuff like that. And you know, from if you don't really want to get out of the house, then it should probably be an internet company or something that you don't oh, have okay. to interface directly with too many people. <laughs> <laughs> um, and with the pricing information and and the market information, you can start to figure out, you know, if I charge this per person and I can get this many people, then you can start to fill in those blanks. Mm-hmm. And that's that kind of financial piece that everybody's questionable about where the numbers came from and how they got there. But if you are able to talk to things like, well, I know, you know, the market size is a billion dollars and there's, you know, 500 million people that really want to do this thing. Um, there's a million in Tucson and, Mm -hmm. you know, of that, I know I can get, you know, the 10,000 people required to get this business going and it'll take me, I figure it'll take me about six months to really get going and get this started. And, um, I'll start selling things. And obviously at first I'm not going to have all those people, but I'm going to just, I think I can get a 200 people a year to start to sign on to this. And, um, and you do need to make a little bit of call them. They've got to be logical estimations. Okay. Um, but you do have to make a little bit of estimation in terms of how quickly, can this grow? So that's where the, I think in six months I can get exactly 10,000 people. To that's exactly where that comes in. Um, and it's gotta be logical. I mean, if you say you can in six months, you can get 10,000 people, but then there's only 8,000 people in your area that would need this product. Then uh-huh. that's unrealistic. Um, but that's why you have all the numbers now. Okay. Cause you did all your research. You did all your research. You talked to those strangers. You went to that library. 100%. And you know, the numbers and you know, the numbers. That's pretty as cool. best you can. As best you can. You can go talk to your friends and they're going to sit there and say, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You definitely know everything I feel like there is to know about this. So mm-hmm. Go for it. Okay. Go forth. And that's really when the typing starts coming together. So now we have to type. Um, now we open up that Word document. And you, are, you wait until the very last. You have the outline. You've proven that it's going to work. And then you go sit down and write a business plan that you can share with you know, family, friends, et cetera. And I would encourage anybody that's writing a business plan to make it user-friendly to the extent that you actually will go back and reference it. Okay. Actually Uh, put in your, your numbers along the way. Okay. Month one, I got one person. Month two, I got 10, you know, mm -hmm. just track it and see how close you are and maybe make changes along the way. Um, I think that's the most powerful piece that I've learned with the experimentation is just go test something for as small of dollar amount as you possibly can see if it's going to work. And if it works, then keep going. If it doesn't work, then change it. And you know, then when you find the next thing that works, keep going down that path. Uh, what, what does this document look like? Every time I Google business plan, it looks like, like, I don't know, an accounting book, like a bunch of numbers. Yeah, it's and like titles that I understand and like segments and it seems very involved. It does seem very involved. And I, in my opinion, going through business school, I think all too often business plans are overcomplicated in this, in the way they're taught um, and presented. And I think there's some happy middle between a single page lean canvas business plan and a full-blown 500-page, 100-exhibit document. Right. And as long as you can convey, and I almost think that, you know, to some extent, just conversational English is probably one of the easiest things that you can do is just go in there and write. Mm -hmm. Um, This is what I think. This is the research that I found that backs up what I think. And this is my plan with my product. And if you can type things out in just simple English that anybody can understand, mm-hmm. you'll end up with a document that's not that long. It's not that overbearing. It's not that difficult um, anymore. I always try to answer the, you know, all the whys the, or the little W's. So who, what, when, where, um, and then I add in how uh-huh. and start there. Um, I, I do agree that sometimes it's like, executive summary 
closing, you know, executive summary description. Yeah, it's like, like all those things. Yeah. It's like, what does that even mean? Like, I'm never going to look at that again. So just, yeah, start writing. But the purpose of a business plan is to s- sort of, what is to validate your idea, to prove yourself to another person, to get money from someone? What What is the purpose of a business plan? Mm, so good question. There's a number of purposes that it could kind of fall under. And I think you hit several of them. So before you go too far forward, you do want to validate the idea to yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Is this even feasible? Um, And that's where a lot of the experimentation and the research comes in handy in the beginning. That's really validation to yourself. And we all come up with ideas and think they're absolutely brilliant. Um, And I would urge everybody to walk into that phase trying to prove themselves wrong Mm -hmm. because if you can you know if you're trying to do it and it doesn't happen then you're actually onto something real if you're not really trying you're talking to the people you already know are going to like this idea and then it's really hard and you've basically you're not proving anything you're just talking to people that you already think are going to buy what you want right you're Um, uh, preaching to the choir exactly so in that regard, you do need a little validation. Um, and in terms of you know money, then yes, that's when you, at this point in time, um, and it's kind of twofold. It's not necessarily money from investors if you don't need it, but it could also just be from money from customers. So you've now dr- drawn out all the steps that a customer might even take to discovering and liking and ultimately p- purchasing your item uh-huh. in your business plan. Um, and obviously you don't need to give them that as like a marketing collateral piece, but it's the start to how to run this business. Okay. So it's more like a, uh, like one of those weighted blankets that people get when they just want to feel better about life. Essentially. Yeah. So your business plan is kind of like just, well, yeah, a little bit, a little, little snuggle blanket, a little bit of a snuggle blanket. This makes you feel good and warm inside. And it really does. And that's why you got to get outside and let people see it. Cause I have seen several times where you'll spend so much time developing that giant daunting stack of a business plan Uh and you've never even talked to anybody and then you've done a lot of work and it doesn't work or may not work and you don't know. That sounds even scarier than it does. So I trying to write a business plan to write some stuff down on a stick it, you know, post it note and go ask questions, go talk to people, go test it. And then, and then spend your time writing a business plan. Okay. Okay. So we've got go out, talk to people, find yeah. that, define that audience, right? Uh, find like-minded people that might appreciate your idea product. Perfect. Talk to them, see what's going on. Go home, come up with an experiment. Yeah. Find some price points, see if people would prefer, you know, this or that type of thing. And then also go back out into the world and Ask people those questions. Would you pay this much for this? Would you like this or this? Yep, 100%. Phase two. Phase three is go to the library, hang out with some people. Yep, some local Tucsonans. Uh, Get on that computer, type in market research in your specific market. Yep. And see how, what the numbers are in that world. You are correct. So you just find out this much money is spent here and I can only need it, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if that made any sense. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, is there anything else that needs to be done before you finally, probably the how part, the, you know, do you need to make up a plan to, or how are you going to make your product or what services are you providing? hundred percent. You know, to find those things, but that probably is figured out when you do your experiment with the A and the B and the price points. Right. That makes sense. And then you sit down in front of a word document and you type and you type. Uh, is there any um, like format you would recommend or is there like a template or something that you would recommend or is it just? So there are templates out there. Um, you know, one of the things you might look at kind of off the bat is are you going to take this plan to a bank or not? Because the banks do still have a very much of an old school mentality and what mm-hmm. they're looking at and they've got a structure. Um, or are you going to family and friends? Are you going to do this on your own and you just want to plan to get started? Um, if it's, if it's the latter, then I would almost just 
just start typing, put some simple titles in there. This is my company and write about it. Mm -hmm. And this is how we're going to make the product or this is how we're going to do the service and write about it. Um, this is how much we're going to charge. And these were our results from our experiment. And this is the type of person and the number of those people that exist in our area based on the information I found at the library. Mm -hmm. Um, and just write those answers. Um, and then even if you don't do some, you know, crazy five year forecasted financial model, um, is that something that would be needed for the bank? So the bank would want some forecasted financials. They want to see where you're going. All right. So those are probably the magical numbers that I don't understand. Right. That seem very made up. They are. The, but those are those, uh, those are there. Yeah. Uh, they're the, what do you just call them? Educated guesses. They are educated guesses as best they can be. Yes. Okay. okay. Um, and as long as they're backed up, so if you can kind of back up and say that, well, you know, there's X number of people that want this product mm -hmm. and I think I can deliver the, you know, I think I can get this number of them each year over the next few years to do it. And it becomes a pretty simple little growth. You know, you just each year you're adding a few more people, you're charging them roughly the same amount. Maybe mm -hmm. that increases a little bit. Um, or maybe you have an idea to add a second product and you can even type, you know, some of that stuff in. Okay. So year two or year three, we're going to add this second product and mm -hmm. that's going to do this. Um, and so it doesn't need to be terribly overly complicated. Um, and the educated guesses are certainly on the revenue side. So how much money are you going to make? Okay. The numbers that you really want to have a good understanding on and you actually want to go try to answer as many of the questions as possible is how much am I going to have to spend every month or year in this business? Okay. And so if you've got to rent, um, got to go rent a place to do your business, then you need to go estimate or know what that rent is. Mm -hmm. uh, if you need to buy computers or equipment or hire people, then you kind of need to know what that's going to cost. And those are things you really actually can do some research and find out Right, a computer costs a thousand dollars and I'm going to need 12 of them. Right. And that you can put in there. Um, and so you do want to think about as many things as possible. So I need insurance with this business. Most businesses need some insurance. Right. Um, you know, how many, am I going to have employees? Am I not going to have employees? What does advertising look like? Is it all, word of mouth or mm -hmm. am I just going to do 500 free business cards from Vistaprint and fingers crossed, fingers crossed, see what happens. Throw them on top <laughs> of the, right. <laughs> the bleachers at the football game. <laughs> there you go. Into the wind. <laughs> um, and so that's where in that, you know, the finance, the financial piece of it, I do think perplexes most people is like, where do these numbers really come from? They're all guesses. They're all guesses. All mm -hmm. right. Anything that's thinking about what's going to happen in the future is technically some sort of guess or hypothesis. Mm -hmm. And if you can put a number out there that can be reasonably supported by some evidence, which is your research, which, well, or you're we talking out, to people. When we just went out and talked to people. Then that's really what most people are looking for. Um, and to be honest with you, I think a lot of people just want to see that you put enough time into this that... You're not just winging it. You're not just winging it and you're not just wasting their time and uh -huh. you're not just trying to take their money and run away with it. Um, I think that's a big piece of it as well as you've thought this through. Okay. So, and in a nutshell, that's a business plan. In a nutshell, that's a business plan. Uh, are there any other things that we should know? So my biggest word of advice is you know, fail as fast and as cheap as you possibly can. And like try to prove yourself wrong in the beginning. You'll save yourself a whole lot of headache down the line if you spend the time up front trying to prove that your idea is actually going to work. Okay. Um, but otherwise, go out there, start a business. And I mean, I'm a huge proponent of people, you know, in the gig economy these days, so to speak, everybody's got a few things going on. And I think it's awesome to see people start new projects all the time. And, uh -huh. um, you know, I hate to hear the stories about I invested my life savings and I lost it all. And so anything that like you can take away is definitely fail cheap and fast and move on to the next project. I like that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for coming in. Uh, where do you want, where can people find you or what's the name of your dive shop and 
Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, name of the dive shop, 72 Aquatics. Um, you can find us online, 72aquatics.com. Uh, just about any social media out there, you can find 72 Aquatics and follow us. Um, you can come see us at Country Club in Fort Lowell. We're right over there um, in the Winter Haven Square Shopping Center. And so stop by and say hi. Nice. Awesome. Thanks again so much for coming down. Yeah. Thanks, Chris, for having me. Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting interview because for me, I've always assumed like he was kind of explaining a more um, like like a more active sort of process when it came to developing your business plan than just sort of intuitively designing things or, or filling stuff out or doing spreadsheets or all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Because every time I thought of a business plan, I always thought it was this this fat document that has like everything laid out. Uh huh. You know, uh, this is phase one. This is the requirements. I need four employees to do this amount of tasks in 40 hours. Right. I have to buy 400 Q-tips at this rate. Uh, I have to get a, and buy it in bulk. I don't know what really happens in businesses. Yeah. But that's what I thought a business plan was. It's all about the numbers, crunching the numbers. For some reason, I thought that was a very important part of running a business. Right. And he was kind of downplaying that a little bit. Yeah. I felt like, yeah. Um, I think but, he wasn't downplaying it. I think he was kind of just like uh, it's kind of like when we talk about uh, you know a thousand true fans. Mm-hmm. Like when you narrow it down to the actual legit thing that you need to know, it's not a massive book that you need to write. It's a few things that you need to figure out, and at least know that you're heading in a certain direction. That you have a, a plan of some sort. Yeah. Not so much the answer to everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I and and I guess uh, in a sense he was kind of a uh, or may, and maybe this is just something that I was assuming or something that I was pulling out of this. I'm not not entirely sure, but it kind of seemed like he was uh, taking more of like an intuitive approach to it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? As opposed to like these. Okay, I and and I think that comes from uh, for me at least. I think what a lot of my issues when it comes to developing business plans or doing all that kind of stuff is that I kind of always assume that I need to have everything figured out immediately. Mm -hmm. And he kind of was expounding on a more intuitive approach where like, Oh yeah, well I'm going to kind of sort of crowdsource this idea and see, uh, and crowdsource, uh, is, uh, crowdsource is probably a bad term for that, but whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of like crowd test it. Crowd test, sure. Um, but he was kind of talking about just uh, workshopping your ideas against multiple different parties in different scenarios and that sort of thing. And then also, um, and, and then kind of letting that inform the majority of your, your answers or your responses or your ideas about what you need and what you're going to need in the future and how much you can spend and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of different than the way I've been looking at this stuff for for a long time, which was mostly uh, like, oh, man, I need to make sure I have a breakdown spreadsheet of all my associated costs and how I'm going to come up with that money and who these, you know, like, I who don't my know. team players are and how much they're going to cost or what there's what's their rate for this problem and this problem. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like all these things that you kind of really don't need to figure out until you actually get to that moment in time where that problem presents itself. Yeah, exactly. And he, he also said something that I think was um, that we covered a little bit when we were talking about um, when we were filling out that... that uh, what, Canvas? Yes, Canvas. I was, like, I was like, I don't know what the word is for that. Um, yeah, when we were filling out that uh, business plan... Uh, canvas, then um, it, what it was intimating was that this is something that you do and then you redo it and then you redo it and you just keep doing it while you're building your business. Uh-huh. So he seemed to be in line with the same philosophy that it's not like a completely done, you know, done deal, like a completely done thing. Right. I mean, we do, I think we all get caught up in this idea that we have. It's like, oh, this is going to be the greatest thing ever. Yeah. And you like you hoard this idea and you have it, you know, 
locked inside forever and you just, you know, you're always thinking about it and you're building it up to be a certain thing. Mm -hmm. And you have no idea if anybody else is going to like it because you're, you know, you're afraid to share it with people because, oh, this idea is so great. I don't want to share it. It's because someone's going to steal it. Yeah. And I, I was just had coffee with a friend and he's like, I want, I've got, I'm, he's constantly changing his mind about what business he wants to start. But you're, the new you're a friend you had is, coffee with? Yeah. The uh-huh. new one that he wants to get into is real estate. I want to be a realtor and I'm going to sell 50 houses a year. I want to be great. I'm going to build a team and we're going to do this. And we're going to do that. And I have this idea to market houses that no one else has ever done before. Uh-huh. I was like, uh, good for you, man. What, what's your idea? He's like, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell anybody. <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's like, uh, well, one, that kind of hurt a little bit. Yeah. It's like, you think I'm going to steal your idea? It's like, get out of here, dude. Does he really think that you're aiming to be like a real estate mogul? No. It's like, I, I, he's like, hey, I want you to be on my team to take pictures of houses. And I'm like, no, that sounds terrible. Why do I want to spend a day, you know, to make a hundred bucks taking pictures of houses? Yeah. It's like, no. And he was like, he was, he seemed a little hurt by that. And then he didn't want to share his idea with me. Oh, so, I see. I may have burned yet another bridge. Hey. The Chris Scott special. He's back again. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think I burned that many bridges, but I, I probably do. No, no, I think, I think you did just fine. But it's the whole, the thing I liked about this talk with Alex was you, you always forget to actually go out and see if people would actually use this product or, you know, want this problem solved with this idea that you have. Right. And, you know, you can think, oh, people that have horses would love this new massage, massager, horse massager that I bought. <laughs> yeah. And so or I have this idea for a horse massager and it's going to be great. But then, you know, if you don't ever talk to people, if you don't own a horse or talk to people that own horses, then what's, what's the point of doing all this work if you don't go out and actually talk to a horse and say, hey, does this feel good, horse? Yeah, or like a and horse those, person. Right. Well, the horse is, they, take, they talk to you. <laughs> have you not seen The Horse Whisperer with Robert Ritford? No, I must have missed that one. Uh, but the idea of actually going out there and actually talking to people, it's like, duh, that's like a... It's like a the doy moment. Yeah. Of course you got to go out and talk to people. Yeah, well, and it reminded me of um it reminded me of when we went to 10 West and uh-huh. I kind of had this like shitty negative opinion of like what I was doing or that I wasn't doing stuff right or anything like that. Uh mm-hmm. but then other people seemed way more stoked on my idea than I was myself. Right. So it kind of related to me that it was like, "Oh, like People will probably see more value. I'm I'm a little too close to the picture. People, I mean, may there's no guarantee, obviously that 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 would be the case. Uh-huh. But uh, people may end up seeing more value in what you're trying to do than you even do. So not only will it validate you and kind of keep you uh, going, but also it might expose you to uh, to new ways to develop or market or sell your product that you didn't even think of. Right. Just or turn it just slightly to where you're actually. Your trajectory gets shorter. You get to your end goal faster. Yeah, bigger, faster, you know, harder, stronger, or whatever. Just bouncing this idea off people that might use a product or not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I thought that, I thought that was amazing. I thought that was like, well, yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't want to talk to people, but that's probably a a good thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, that goes hand in hand with like the shit that we are always talking about, which is essentially. Um, how nervous it makes me slash probably everyone uh, to actually expose your idea in front of other people. And like, there was something he was saying that I actually kind of disagreed with, but maybe that's just because of my particular environment, Uh which was, he was like, you know, oh yeah, just start talking to your friends and family about it. They're probably going to be the most supportive. <laughs> oh yeah, your family is not the most supportive. <laughs> oh, no. so I was like, so I was like, ah, I'd rather go talk to strangers, honestly. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I think friends and family is like a generic toss out. Yeah. Also, I kind of, um, I kind of, I kind of think that um, that's that's the ideology of a lot of those uh, businesses, what are those called? Like, are Ponzi schemes and pyramid schemes the same thing? Um, I I think so. Isn't Ponzi like a specific person that did something with his scheme? 
I don't know if that referred a, to anyone. I mean, Ponzi, I, a Ponzi scheme is named after someone. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And I well, think that because this, I think a guy named Ponzi made up a business uh-huh. and like ran a business and got like payments and investors and stuff to invest in a payment. I think Robert De Niro was in a movie about it. I don't know. Wait, Robert De Niro what? was in a Robert De Niro was in a movie on uh, HBO. Uh huh. And I think that is the movie he's based off of. The Ponzi scheme. It's or a, not? It's a movie about Ponzi schemes. <laughs> well, in any event, I always see like I see all these people. Um, Pyramid schemes are you start low and then you get people to invest in you and then you get your friends to invest in you and their friends to invest in the thing and, the, and then the, like it's this pyramid that grows oh, okay then i guess that's what i mean i mean pyramid schemes i guess i don't understand what a ponzi scheme is um but yeah like i, I kind of feel i always feel weird talking to my friends and family about this kind of stuff because it always feels like i'm you know kind of doing a pyramid scheme where i'm like oh yeah like uh you could just buy this package of natural home remedy whatever the fuck but mm-hmm. you could pay a little more and then you can become a reseller of this natural home remedy, whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? And it always just feels like you're pestering your friends and your family of trying to get them to buy some shit that they don't need. But, yeah, I don't know. But That's also obviously a personal feeling. But I kind of liked where, where his head was at in terms of doing personal market research as opposed to just... Uh, Generalizing everything. Yeah, like, like, because you can extrapolate stuff from Google, I'm sure. But, I mean, things are kind of... I think Tucson is a good example of a place where uh, sometimes things that are, like, sure things, like sure bets, don't actually work out. And then things uh-huh. that, like, take, for instance, a world of beer. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've got a million of those open everywhere, and they're successful businesses. And Tucson just kind of... Said, no, thank you. Yeah, it was just like, ah, no, thank you. Yeah. So I think maybe that's a that's a good first step that at least I've definitely been ignoring, which is, um, you know, doing personalized market research as opposed to just kind of extrapolating stuff from Google or like how many businesses around you at X, Y, Z, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't really know. I, I guess yours, yours in that sort of sense was about pitching your idea for your, uh, pitching your idea for, uh, uh, the murder mystery night. Right. I feel like I have a solid plan for the murder mystery night, but I think what I would create a plan for is what happens after murder mystery night. Mm. It's like, this is my presentation of this is who I am. This is what I do. Uh, if someone's there like, well, what else can you do? Or what's next for you? Yeah. I have a plan. And so it's, it's not, that's what I would make a plan for. And I probably should just make one in general for what I want to do with my company. Right just to see how that goes. But it sounds like uh, it's just talking to more people. Right, yeah, like actually, you know, pounding pavement and doing that sort of thing. I, I, um, I, I'm kind of interested to see, like, how that would change my perspective on what I'm actually aiming to do. Because I think uh, you, I think I reference this Nietzsche quote a lot. <laughs> So you'll have to forgive me if this is something that I say often on the podcast. Like, I'm pretty sure I say this same Nietzsche quote a lot, which is... Is it in the footnote on every page of that principles book? No, it's not, but it should be. Um, Yeah, in fact, I thought we were going to get through this episode without referencing principles at all, but (laughs) (laughs) at least I didn't do it this time. Uh, Okay. Okay. no, 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 no. But uh, that, that Nietzsche quote, uh, beware of staring into the abyss because the abyss stares right back into you. You know, mm-hmm. that as above, so below kind of concept. Right, um, right. I kind of think that's how this business plan and, you know, your business execution sort of work is that you start doing one and then that informs the other, but then you start doing the other and then that informs, you know, the Something other. else. What? Something else. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it kind of seems like this constant stacking up and evolution sort of thing. So I wonder, because when I started thinking about what I wanted to do, that was one original formulation. Then I started working for this larger company, and I realized I kind of wanted to do this with smaller businesses. So I kind of rescaled and reformatted what like I actually want. 
now if I actually start speaking to people and start trying to like hunt down like, okay, who would actually need this? Would they be interested? Blah, blah, blah. What are the functions? What, what are all the stuff that people are actually looking for versus the stuff that I assume people are looking for, et cetera, et cetera? You know, how is that going to reformulate and rechange what my concept was before I even started looking into a business plan in the first place? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I'm curious about because, I mean, for instance, you started out wanting to make movies, and while you're still doing that, you're also trying to kind of become more of a platform or a production company as a whole. Right have more of a purpose behind it more yeah. so than just one project at a time type of thing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So instead of mine becoming more like, okay, like mine is just a job. Like I was essentially at first trying to create a job for myself and now it's kind of more of a functional sort of thing um, for, for, you know, the, I mean, community sounds pretty lame, but that's kind of what I mean. No, doesn't sound lame. No. Okay. Sounds amazing. If I say for the kids, that'd be like for the kids. That's when people start throwing money at it. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. That's what I need. Um, yeah. So, so I don't know. I, I think that uh, this guy has a – I think that what, what happens in cases like this, because he sounded really kind of relaxed about the whole thing. Uh-huh. And I think that's what, that's kind of a common trait that we, we have to observe in people who actually successfully start doing something. Like yourself is kind of included in this. Um, that it always seems like it's something that's insurmountable until you actually do it. And uh-huh. then the advice is, oh, no, just do it. Like, seriously, there's, there's not really that much to worry about. You know? Yeah, you just do it. But, like, for instance, myself and, like, other people are too risk-averse to think that that's all there is to it. But uh-huh. I'm starting to kind of believe, and this is my personal philosophy about sort of a lot of things right now, a lot of things these days, I'm starting to kind of believe that that's just the way things work. Like you just sort of, you just sort of do them and it transpires. Exactly. Cause that's, that's I think the hardest part I think for a lot of people is like, um, it's this whole coming from this, uh, especially nowadays, we're just constantly comparing ourselves to each other. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, this person has this amount of you know success. It's something similar that I want to do. Oh, I'll, I'll never get to that point. Right. I mean, I just look at it. How did how did he get there? Yeah. Uh, and it's just by just doing it, and just like having this fear of feel of fear of failure, mm-hmm. and not being able to show everyone that you are also successful. I think holds people back. Yeah. But you know, fail fast, fail cheap. You'll yeah. be successful at some point once you figure out the proper motions to go through. Yeah, I mean, for example, like I used to re- remember when you first got your learner's permit and you used to be like super stressed about uh, just like getting from point A to point B. Uh-huh. And then now we kind of don't think about it at all. I mean, Right, that, well, unless you get into an accident or something. Yeah, I've, I've actually never had an accident. Oh, Lucky. Because I'm phenomenal and my car insurance is cheap. Um, yeah, I mean, so it's kind of, it's also in the things that he wasn't necessarily, this is going to, this sounds fucking ridiculous, but it's also in the things that he wasn't sort of saying that made me kind of change my perspective on this. Like the fact that he was a little bit pretty relaxed about it and being like, yeah, I mean, those are the things. Um, in a plan. What? But, you know, just, just uh, those are the things in a business plan. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, like, like oh, yeah, um, I, uh, like, yeah, you could, uh, you, you, you could, like, really stress about that, but, like, that comes with time. Like, just, like, start, start just doing stuff on it. And it's like, oh, okay, like, you kind of, it sounds like he kind of builds um, momentum, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, you start on just the the simple stuff and then you sort of just build momentum off of that. And then before you know it, he's like, I mean, he's full tilt running a dive shop. Right. In a place where you assume that you can't run a dive shop or at least right. it would be unfavorable to run a dive shop in. Exactly. But bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. So, I mean, how can so we to recap to recap on your business plan viewpoint? Yeah. It's as it, uh, be de-stressed? Has it been distressed by this conversation? 
Um, it hasn't quite been de-stressed. Like, yes and no, in the sense that I think part of what um, what this exposed to me was that I need to stop sort of looking at everything as, like, pass-fail. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, like, when you put everything in kind of that context where it's, you know, either I succeeded at this or I failed at this, uh, because that's kind of what I what I think about. Like, oh, my God, what if I... What if I, you know, uh, like, for instance, when Tori was throwing that tequila event, right? Right. She was like, because that was her personal thing, she was like, oh, my God, what if nobody shows up? I was like, mm-hmm. oh, well, but there's always another one. Like, that's okay. There'll be enough people. Like, for me, because I was outside of it, I was just, like, very logical about it. Uh-huh. And it was very difficult to do when you're actually, like, on the inside. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I think that that's part of it is just to, like, start getting some momentum, start talking to more people, start, like, actually... Uh, because I'm realizing the only difference between myself and other people who, you know, like, like, do you think that, uh, I forget what coffee, do, do you remember the, the low acid coffee guy? Uh, sounds very familiar. Or the no acid coffee guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that guy. I don't remember his name. Yeah, me neither. I don't remember his name either because I think it was called like his first name. It was whoever's coffee. Yeah, like, like, that like was Taylor's the, coffee. Yeah. Taylor's coffee or some shit like that. Anyways, like, it's like he, when he meets people and when he talks to people and whatever, he introduces himself as that guy from that guy's coffee, right? Right. Like, he just does it. He just has the, the boldness to be, you know, whatever, instead of getting this whole explanation of like, well, I don't know, I'm trying to do this, but I work for Taser at the moment and, you know, like, whatever. Like, doing all that stuff, it's like that's the first thing that has to change. Okay. You know what I mean? That's kind of what I started getting out of this is that in order to fully and purposefully execute the things that need to be like going up and talking to people about, you know, uh, would you need this kind of a thing? And how would you do this? And, oh, what do you blah, blah, blah. Like getting that market research, you need to actually self-identify. You know what I mean? Right. So I think that's my, that's where my first step lies. And I think after that, yeah, like exactly. De-stress. Like, don't don't put too much like pressure on yourself to be immediately like making six figures. And you know, like if you're not successful now, then you'll never be. Mm-hmm. Those are not mutually exclusive ideas. Exactly. This uh, conversation reminded me of uh, I bought a template online for a movie pitching package type of thing. Uh huh. An an, M- like a- an MPP, of course. Yeah, you know me. And uh, <laughs> the reason why I, b- I bought it was because I was asking people for money to make a movie. It's like, how do I how do I do this? How do I present this to people? Yeah. And I'm all about trying to find templates online to kind of just mimic or modify to match my voice and my style type of thing. Right, yeah. And I, 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 it was like $7, so it was totally worth it. Mm-hmm. But I, I downloaded it, and it was three pages. And one of the pages was like a confidentiality agreement. It's like you can't discuss, you know, the details in this package. And I think that was only there to seem official. And <laughs> like, official. like it wasn't actually like for any real logistical purpose. It was just kind of be like, oh, yeah, now throw some legal leads on there so they know you're, you mean business. But it was super simple. It was, what's the name of your movie? What is it about? What are three other movies just like your movie? Go to this website, copy the, the box office numbers so you have some sort of numbers to talk about. And then it's like, what are you asking for? And how is it going to be used? And it's, it's just super simple and just broken down. Hmm. But it wasn't this daunting thing that I thought it was going to be like this massive document where I have to research 50 movies with this, you know, same plot points and the same budgets in mind and all this other craziness. But no, it wasn't that. Yeah. It wasn't like uh, like you have to do really intense research with uh, all kinds of different variables and like like as in something basic would be too stupid or too simple. So therefore, you need to really up the ante and make sure you're doing all kinds of crazy shit that really actually doesn't matter. Right. I but see. no. But it, I think it's all about you know the the people care more about results than the process. Uh huh. And if you go around talking to people face to face, you say, Hey, these are the results I want to provide the community. Mm-hmm. What do you think about it? 
then you can hear is like, oh yeah, that sounds cool. How you get those results is kind of all up to you. And that's like your thing to figure out. You right. don't need to share with the world, everybody, that thing. Huh. And I think the thing with the business plan, it's I, I, in the, in the talk, I called it a, a weighted blanket. Yeah. 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 You were referring to those, uh, those, uh, uh, what do they call those? I mean, I don't know. I've, I've seen like a, like a baby onesie that's like weighted. Yeah. So the baby feels like they're being uh, coddled. Not, what is that? Swaddled. swaddled. Yeah. And, I think they're uh, called a sensatory, some, some kind of shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but they, they're supposed to make you feel good. Right. And like relief uh, anxieties and stuff like that, especially with like thunderstorms and dogs. Mm-hmm. I think they have some for those. Yeah. And so uh, you might need to get one for your puppy. No, I uh, honestly, with, he's with he's been boobs. really great. But like what I've been thinking of is that they, I saw this new commercial and I have to imagine this is somehow bad for somebody. Like, I don't know how it could not be, but it's like a plug-in for your wall. Like imagine like a Glade plug-in or something. Okay. But it is filled with something that makes your dogs calm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's like, wh- what did you put in there exactly? Uh-huh. But anyways... Uh, but what were you referring to with the, uh, with the weighted blanket? Oh, it's the business plan is more so for you. It kind of like, it helps you work out all the details in your head that you think you need to know. Huh? And it's sort of, oh my gosh, someone's asked me what I think I'll make in three months. It's like, oh, I kind of did some educated guesses here after all this research I did. Oh, it's right here. My business plan that I made up that I wrote up myself. I have all these answers. If anybody were to ask me questions, I have answers. If someone asks me how much my business is worth, I have an educated guess right here because I kind of just took it step by step to work out all the fine details of this idea that I have. Yeah. Yeah. And taking an idea to an actual actionable step, which is, I think a thing that not a lot of people do. So you're saying it's less like, I don't have to worry about my business plan not being done like perfectly correct because it's not really something for anyone else. That's right. for me. How, you know, how many business plans can you, you know, how many business plans have you read in your lifetime out of all the businesses you've gone to? Uh, zero. And so it's, it's going to be a constant evolving document and it's going to change every day. It's going to be like uh, back to the future in that picture. When Marty was trying to save his dad or get his parents to hook up. Yeah. Because he was fading from the pictures. Oh, yeah. That's probably a bad example, but. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good, it makes sense. I don't know. I think the thing I'm trying to say is that I don't think a business plan is that big of a deal unless you're getting into the world of investors are investing in all this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Operation. I see what you're saying. If you're getting investors to invest in your business, of course, you're going to do more research and figure things out. But the approach to it is not going to be this huge, daunting task. Now, I think it's going to be this, oh, just talk to a couple people. Yeah. Oh, go to the library, read up what's available in the market, see how they're doing. You know, you can do your research, you can see how much it costs to order pens from Office Max, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you can can, can kind of chart your, your overhead. Yeah, you can figure out overhead and all those details and how much it costs to rent a space. That's all easy stuff. That's all the easy stuff. Yeah. But I think the hardest stuff that was most daunting to me was the estimated like projections. It's like, what do you see you know, yourself making in six months? Right. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but now we know because we're going to do that test. We're going to do a, run a test with our local group of people, our local community. Mm-hmm. It's like, would you pay this much for this thing? Yeah. Or would you pay this much? And is I this think, too high? Is this too low? I, and I think that's, uh, that's sort of where, you know, that, that's kind of where our, our own brains and our own estimations are kind of tricking us. Mm-hmm. Because I think there's a lot of people who would pay a lot of money or at least, you know, I think we're underestimating. Like, I, I think we naturally, and we is kind of the universal we, except for the people who have, like, an insane amount of confidence in themselves, which is, like, who the fuck are those people anyways? Um, but but I think we always tend to underestimate ourselves a little bit more than, you know, is probably actually, and, and I think that's kind of where that actually talking to people and actually moving through might 
help with the process might like bring things forward. Yeah. They'll help you either boost your confidence or help you realize, eh, this isn't as good enough idea as I thought it was. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and neither of those are in terribly terrible things to realize. Like, I think those are both very uh, useful ship. Definitely. <laughs> so yeah. So let's get out there. Let's go talk to some people. Yeah. Are you going to write a business plan for your idea? Uh, yeah, I think so. And I think I'm going to, I don't, the only problem that I have here is that I don't know where I would like, you know, cause he was talking about like, oh yeah, like if I was like talking about my dive shop, I would maybe go like try and look for some like-minded people at REI. I don't know where I would do that per se. Yeah, you do. It's at that one bar. Everybody's pitching you business oh, ideas. Oh God, I hate that so much though. <laughs> Just sit there, sip on your Manhattan. Yeah. Listen to an idea and say, hey, what do you think about this? Yeah, be like, hey, you know, that sounds like a great idea. Here's how I can help you. <laughs> Would you be interested in, and then, like, kind of just give them the rundown. Right. Hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to write a business plan for my company. Yeah. I'm going to come up with, uh, yeah, I'm going to see what's happening by the end of the year. I'm going to sit down and write it all out. Sweet. I feel good about it. Yeah, we can see uh, see what your. Uh, I mean, I'm going to be in Tucson too shortly uh, for any real material difference to have been made. But we can we can check in on each other. Yeah, we'll be our checking buddies. <laughs> and I'll send you that uh, slow clap emoji. Thank you for listening to Creativize, Strategize, and Synergize. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, share, and leave a rating. We'd really appreciate it. You can find Chris on social media using the handle at Elephant Scout. You can find me with at Atish Mazish. And finally, you can follow the podcast on Twitter with at CSS Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at podcast at cscottcreate.com. Thank you so much.